This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Gabby Ree Show. On this show, we discuss the complex topics around relationships, health, fitness, family, business, and so much more with the world's leading experts. My goal is to simplify these topics and give you practical takeaways that you can start using in your life today. We all know that living a healthy, balanced life can be challenging. So let's try managing life a little better and have some fun along the way. Because after all, life is just one big experiment. Hi, everyone. So we are starting to do a bonus episode for the podcast each week, and it's a little bit different. I'm here with my very dear friend, Elijah Allen Blitz. And the reason that we're doing this together is Elijah and I have been friends for about seven, eight years, and we have these conversations sitting in my kitchen counter anyway. We are of different generations. We are in different phases of our life. Elijah is currently and probably temporarily single. (laughs) I am not single. And we just talk a lot about things in life. We talk about technology and Elijah has been a, really been a resource for me and bridging the gaps of the generations and keeping an open mind about the use technology as a tool. And so we thought, you know what, let's have these conversations in an informal but informed way as an extension of the Gabby Reese show, since it is about health and wellness, but there's just so many more bits and parts to life. And the reason I'm also doing it with Elijah is not only is he very smart, but he is a director and he has worked with AR and VR. So he is very intimate with the content and really curious about it, certainly in a way a lot more than I am. And he is an Emmy winner. So we just thought we'd talk about it and try to break it down simply. And even if we've learned some either interesting tools or apps or technology that could be supportive to you in your day-to-day life, that we would talk about that. So Elijah, thank you for joining me and we'll be doing this each week. I didn't mention also that Elijah is is really informed about uh, nutrition, especially, and always curious and experimenting with his own body. Um, you're probably fasting at the moment. Yep. 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 Yeah. We'll see how the brain works. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I'm not training, I'm fasting. It's, that's what I've tried to pretty much work out. It's like if I'm not exercising that day, I'm 
going to be fasting. If it's all Zooms or sitting down all day. Yeah. Oh, that's smart. That's been my MO recently. Really? Yeah. And is it working? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing is, and I've talked about it a lot between Dr. Stacey Sims and Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, that for women, um, it's good for maybe weight management. And um, I always say grabbing hold of the reins. Mm -hmm. Like if I've been out of control with my eating by fasting or really shortening that window, I kind of get on top of it. And then you're really excited. Like you're like salad. I'm yeah, so yeah. excited to eat that. You're not yeah. grabbing chips. So um, I would encourage people though, that men and, and women um, are different. And a lot of the studies were based, um, I think we were started in the studies in 1993. So just to, I'm glad it works really great for you, but yeah, for sure, just to. No, it doesn't work well up. for everyone. I think everyone's different, yeah. obviously, but yeah, there is, and also biologically, it makes sense that like yeah. we were out having to hunt and not eat for days and, yeah. you know. I, I don't know if that makes sense to me. Need the energy. So yeah. you have a lot of discipline. I appreciate it. So let's jump right into you are fascinated and have really been paying attention to AI. And I think there is, it's sort of like these various degrees of AI. When I hear AI, I think it's something out there, something in the future. But you're really like, hey, listen, we're using it in little ways already. Yeah. So a lot of the times when people hear AI, I think a lot of the current things that we're thinking of is actually not artificial intelligence, it's more machine learning. So th those are things that actually are in our day-to-day -day lives, even like blurring out the background of a Zoom call or being able to select an image on your phone. Um, you know, these are all your Tesla self-driving, if you use that, like that, th these are examples of machine learning that we do, you know, every day to, to some degree, Wait, yeah. Have you done the self-driving? Yeah. Really? But it was, in traffic is the best. On the freeway and traffic, not, I mean, you can't do it in Malibu going around the road, but like in traffic, to me, that's. What does that cool. mean? Like we're stuck, it's 20 miles an hour. Yeah. Just it, bumper to bumper, you just ding, ding, like set it. And you're just, kind of, I mean, obviously you have to, because it nudges you, you have to keep your hand on the wheel, or at least like give it a little nudge to let you know you're not asleep. But it literally drives the car? Yeah. You trust it, huh? Oh, uh, in traffic, on the freeway. Going at a slower speed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and Do you do something else? What? Like what while you? you're in traffic and are you reading something or uh, No, no, because I'm listening to stuff. Okay. But like, no, no, I'm never like, like turning on a movie or no, 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 no. Okay. That, somebody died that way. You don't do oh, that. Oh, they did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't go there. Yeah, yeah no. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, it's. It's not there yet, but I mean, I think it's like every year I hear Elon say like, oh, next year we'll have fully autonomous driving. And so that's been every year for the last five years. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. So you were, you were saying how in small ways we're using it, but yeah. what. What are you, like from last week to this week, there's been new things that you're excited about. If it, I feel like it's blowing your mind a little it's, bit. It's absolutely blowing my mind. I mean, there's been all these, what are perceived as bubbles. Like, you know, there's crypto and NFTs and Web3 and VR and AR, and they all have these big hypes and then they imploded or whatever, or they seem to implode. And I think a lot of these technologies will still have use cases, just not right now. AI is different because it's like, a fundamental baseline meta technology that under like underlines all of our existing technologies. And we're going to be using this. We already are using it, like I said, to some degree, but that's only just going to start ramping up. Like we've hit this exponential growth curve where the hockey stick is just, poof. and we've talked about exponential growth, but that's something that's really hard for humans to wrap their minds around because we didn't evolve with anything exponential in our environment. And that's a really important thing to try and just understand. Because if you go, one, because, oh, sorry, so if you take 30 linear steps, you go one, two, three, four, five, you're at 30. If you take 30 exponential steps, one, two, four, eight, 16, 32, 64, right. 128, do you know where you're at at 30? No. Do you want to guess? 
uh, I don't know, four billion. A, a billion. Really? Yeah, a billion. I just went high. Just yeah. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously? Yeah, seriously. And, and it's that it it's really worth taking the time to try and think about that or even look at, at a graph. At thirty steps, you're at a billion. Yeah. And also, but think about it. You go one, two, four, eight, sixteen, thirty-two. Already at six steps, we're thirty-two. Yeah. So it's deceiving in the beginning because you're just mm. seemingly making linear progress. But then all of a sudden, you start ramping up, and by the time you're thirty, you're at a billion. And, so it, and this is the stage where we've gone with AI specifically. We've passed this kind of deceptive phase where it's just kind of making these incremental jumps and being like, "Woo!" And it's just hit the public consciousness, and everyone's starting to be aware and be like, "Oh, wait, it's good that we're paying attention." But um, Mogadot, who used to be the former, uh, I think he ran Google X for a while, and he says Superman has landed. <laughs> you know, wow. and we don't take that seriously enough. And it's a very real thing. Superman has landed on Earth. Well, what does that mean? Okay, so for me, and I, I, this is like a tendency I think a lot of us have, which is when something is almost incomprehensible, I my brain almost leaves it alone. Mm -hmm. And I go, oh, yeah, great. Superman has landed. But I don't know that I take time to really deeply consider what that means. Yes. What does that mean? I mean, I can... Only, I think all of us can only kind of like guess and be informed and see what it means. But what is so important is to actually take the time, like you said, and consider it and really think about what that means that this technology is here. And this, you know, where you say Superman has landed, what he means by it is think if Superman landed on Earth and was not adopted by the Kents. You know, in the mm -hmm. comics, it was a very nice, loving family and they taught him good values. But what if it was like Wall Street traders that just said maximize profits? It would be a super villain as opposed to a superhero. So it's all about how we're shaping and, you know, all of us collectively as a human entity, consciousness together, we're saying, all right, this is here. How, what direction are we as a collective going to, you know, push this in? So just even starting to wrap your minds around that this has, is here. I don't think anybody has the answers. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of like, even the smartest scientists that I've heard talk, like they'd say this and the issue about a contain, the containment problem where it's like, well, how are we going to contain it? And what's that going to look like? And, you know, these are things that we should, and not that everyone can be answering the question of how we're going to contain it, but at least be thinking and being aware that this is here and this is going to change everything. And even this is an interesting conversation because if, if everything goes incredibly right and we have this world of abundance that AI creates in the next five or 10 years where, you know, you could just go on Amazon and say, hey, if I invest $10,000, turn it into a million in five months. And it just automatically goes and it, it sources all the cheapest material, finds what's hot on Amazon, starts selling it for you. All you do is set up a bank account and an Amazon number and like get it going. And it just does all the work for you and starts generating money. That's probably a year away. To really. Oh, come on. No, no. For, for real. For real. Yeah, I mean, listen, this is what, uh, that was actually a guy, Mustafa, he, uh, the guy, uh, one of the co-founders of Deep Google DeepMind, he mm -hmm. he said that. Like, that's that's not just me being like, oh, I think it's like, that's what he said. Okay, wait, before we jump ahead, because I, I want to understand this. If yeah. I'm, so in this space, I'm, I'm a, you know, a preschooler, I'm a baby, I'm an infant. So if someone's listening to this, where do you even start? What are a couple sort of intelligent, balanced minds that are talking about this in a real way that people can say, okay, I will consider this. I want to dive in mm. and start, who would be a few, a handful of people that you think, okay, they're presenting it in a way that's not only understandable, but it's kind of lining up with reality. Yeah. I mean, 
It really depends on the, you know, the individual, but just people that are worth checking out. And it depends like who you resonate with and Mm -hmm. who speaks more to you. But I would say I like Elon has been talking about this for so long. Right. And and it's like, it's worth hearing his thoughts about it. Uh, Sam Harris is much more on the, I would say more pessimistic side. Uh, You know, that's a very, very valid. But he's not a technical guy. No, but he's pretty smart and he he understands these things. So it's like he's been doing a lot of research and looking into it. it, Again, I'm just kind of giving a plethora. When you say pessimistic as far as its limitations or that it's going to be bad? No, the opposite of its limitations is power. And he's saying like, like, this is way bigger than nuclear bombs. Like, you know, so Sam Harris, uh, Mustafa Suleiman, who founded Google DeepMind, he has a new company as well. Uh, What's mo- this company? I got to look up the name. The app that they have is called Pi. Okay. And it's like a chat bot, but it's like really kind to you. So it's like, hi, like, da, 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 and like, you'll ask it questions. And then it's like, oh, so just if I'm just, if, like, so I understand you correctly. Like, Why do they do that though? It's because it, it wants to create a nice communication feeling with the machines because eventually this isn't going to be just like a chat bot. It's going to be some sort of conscious entity. I, I think at least that's where it looks like things are going. So they want to create, I believe this is, and you got to ask him exactly why they did that, but you got to, you know, create some sort of kind communication in the way, like, I'll show you the chats with, like, it's really, it gets to the point where I'm almost like, hey, just answer the question. Like, like, come on. How was your day? Exactly. It's it's like, like, oh, that's such fantastic input. Like, thank you for that. I'm like, yeah, okay. Just, just type the thing. Give me the information. But I mean, anyway, he, he wrote a book uh, called, I think it's called the coming wave. It's really good. Mm -hmm. Mogadot as well. Anyway, these are people that. I mean, you can listen to. There's also YouTubers. If you type in, you know, YouTube AI, it's, it's again, finding the people you resonate with. Okay. That you're like, oh, I, I can hear that person. I like the way that person's thinking about mm-hmm. it. You know? Now, for me, when I hear this, I'm like, okay, great. And I understand that companies like Google, like Microsoft will be involved. But when it's the conversation around, oh, what we are consciously doing, I don't think that I feel like it's a we. Mm. I feel like it's a, the powers that be, these bigger companies with the resources and the knowledge that are going to be the ones dictating. Mm-hmm. What does it look like from that point of view when it comes to, because there's all these areas, right? You do have technology, but you have food, you have learning, you have medical, you have all these different areas. And these are people who are going to be making decisions for a lot of us. Yeah. I mean, how does that work? Do you, have you thought about that? And yeah, I'm, I, it's you know, an interesting example and this isn't directly applied, but it is somewhat in the realm of what you're asking. It's like, think about what happened with Bud Light where, you know, there was all these people had this huge pushback because they did this commercial that it, it upset a lot of people. And all of a sudden their stock tanked and like they, had to pivot and do something because we vote with our dollars. Mm -hmm. And yes, you know, there are the Googles and the Microsofts and they're, Mm -hmm. they're, they are running this stuff and what they have is way more powerful than we even are aware of. And also what they make money on is so many of the things that are not forward facing that we don't know anything about. Yes. So you go, okay, well, who's really going to be how, when you say that, I guess, because you are optimistic. So we'll, we'll pretend and go from that point of view for a second. Yeah. Um, so you're saying with our dollars and what we want, yeah. 
then we can help also participate and craft how this is used. Yeah, well, we, and we, by by saying, and well, first of all, the inputs that we're feeding it and like what we're searching for, how we're using these tools, that's already going to show companies, oh, they're interested in health. They're interested in like, you know, financial like monetization or wh- whatever their interests are. Mm-hmm. It's it's not going to be like, how do you build a nuclear bomb? Or, you know, it's, it, it's like, right. and there's always going to be those actors, but if you as a whole, as us as a whole, start shifting and pushing in this direction of like, no, we're going for kindness, we're going for connectedness, we're going for empathy, we're going for these, you know, I just, that, to me, that's how you answer. I don't, and this is definitely optimistic we, and I don't mean to be Pollyanna. No, but, I yeah. like it. It's just that we don't even have civil discord anymore. That's true. Collectively, that's we, true. we can't agree on even the fact of like, Hey, if you want to wear a mask, you wear a mask. If I don't want to wear a mask, I won't. If you want to believe in X and I want to believe in Y. You know, I read an article um, talking about the debate team um, in the free press where they're saying judges will tell you if you debate a point like capitalism can save democracy or something, you will lose. Mm. Right. So I do find it interesting in a time where for example, in the Pi app where they're trying to be all kind to you, the, this machine, we're not even doing that here and now with each other. Yeah. Well, hope, I, yes, I agree. You know I agree because I've yeah. dedicated so much of my life to using technology to try and elevate consciousness and make contributions in those realms with yeah. new tech. That being said, stuff like Pi, it's an example where, oh, okay, it's just a nudge in that direction. Like okay. we're going to be a little bit kinder in our discourse. It's not just going to be like a, a Reddit shit show where yeah. you're just like, everyone's like, wah, 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 wah. This is, yeah. yeah. And then I start thinking about the other thing that shows up for me a little bit is like people isolating away with their technology because it's the safest, nicest thing that they have. Yeah. yeah. And it's all about them, right? Yeah. It's customized to them. Yeah. They talk to me the way I want to hear yeah. it. So it, I do, it's just an interesting line. Okay. I will say this. So um, well, people don't know this and this is a really a good example of something you wouldn't expect from me. I love Theo Vaughn and you know this. And, and I just, I think, I just, I think it's cause he's funny obviously, but there's something honest and true to who he is. Yeah. And so when I hear it, I just think it's funny. Me too. Um, should I play the ad that you did for me? Oh, sure. Yeah, okay. yeah, for sure. So this was an example. Shout out to Theo. Um, <laughs> of, I was like, Gabby, check this out. Like you, you, you can just, this can be your ad. Yeah. And so, cause I have to read ads for the show and sometimes Elijah will be like, what did you today? I'm like, oh, I taped and I had to do my ads and things like that. So Elijah sent me this, um, to one of my daughters and myself, I'll just play it for you. It's very short. So this is using 11 labs and it's, you can get it on your phone. It's free. And, uh, I uploaded like maybe 60 seconds of Gabby's audio and from one of her previous ads. And I typed in something that. <laughs> oh, yeah, here we go. So, th- so just to give you an example, this, by the way, I had nothing to do with this. This was sent to me in a text, but just, just gives you a tiny idea. This podcast is brought to you by Theo Vaughn's Mullet Magic. Are you tired of your mullet looking dry and lifeless? Well, Theo has the solution for you. Introducing Theo Vaughn's Mullet Moisturizer, the secret behind Theo's legendary hair. It's more than just a product, it's a lifestyle choice. Enriched with the finest mullet-loving ingredients, this revolutionary formula will have your mullet feeling softer, shinier, and more vibrant than ever before. Visit mulletmagic.com and use code GABBY for 99% off your first order. 
So, okay, so <laughs> I also used ChatGPT to write it. I, I typed in, I was like, write a podcast ad, 30 seconds, that Gabby Reese would say for Theo Vaughn's mullet magic. No, does he have a product for mullet no, magic? No, I, I How'd you that come I up with that? I just I was like, what would some funny stuff that Theo Vaughn might say? I yeah, don't know. So yeah. <laughs> I don't I mean, so if you want to also play around with it, it is pretty fascinating um what you can do. We've we've also played around with some of our other friends' voices on some things that were really interesting. So that's just a small example. Where maybe in the future, if I'm comfortable, maybe I would have, you know, this technology read my ads for me. I mean, I guess for me, there's another part of this, which is like, I always feel like I really have to do everything. Yeah. Like that feels almost like on my conscience. You you do have, I've observed this. Yeah. <laughs> you think it's pathetic, don't you? No, not pathetic. I just think that like, there's, it's, <laughs> I think there's so much, you create so much more efficiency. If you yes. not, I don't know. If no, it's no, just, that's the right yeah, word. Delegating, because, but yeah. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. So yeah. there's, there's a thing where this is where it goes in between, like, as the human being, yeah. I'm like, no, I, they are expecting me to be reading it. I can give my personal anecdote in there. And you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. You could be doing better work in other places and be more efficient. Yeah. And, okay. and that applies not just with technology and, you know, the systems. You think stuff. this is ongoing? There, there's, I think I see that applied in a lot of areas, but yeah, yeah. that's another part of the conversation. <laughs> yeah. That's, we can talk about that. <laughs> but I'm just saying that's like a real part of the. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. And that goes back to what I was saying with like this abundance, if it goes in the right direction, that we'll be able to do all of these things that we're doing at a higher level, mm -hmm. even more thoughtfully and interacting kind in a kinder way. And I don't Okay. So what I was saying earlier, and this is just to kind of wrap up this point, and it's actually not to wrap it up. It's to like say this and see what you think. Mm -hmm. It's like, so if this all goes really well, which is not guaranteed at all, it could mm -hmm. definitely go in another Because Lord direction. knows in human history, thing, we have never abused anything like this. <sighs> no, uh -huh. ex exactly. Yeah. So I'm just saying even best case scenario, like, I don't know, not best case because there's, but okay, pretty good case scenario. And it goes in this great direction and we're all more efficient. We're all more connected. We're making, you know, more money. We're more, we're, we're using our tools in a positive, productive way. It creates this world of abundance. If you think about what's, I was just comparing this to like what's happened with food. Mm. We have an abundance of food and look at this obesity epidemic. I mean, if you, the entire human history, that's, that was not a thing, but all of a sudden we have an abundance of food and look what happened. So what does that look like if we have an abundance, not just of time and money, but what, what are going to be the unforeseen repercussions of that? Well, so, okay. So there's a whole, you know, that expression of time under tension, right? For the body. Like people say, well, how do you build strong bones? It's time under tension. And so there is such a delicate thing of we can't delegate all these things because if we don't actually spend the time in tension ourselves, and I don't mean negative tension or unnecessary busyness or bullshit like that. I'm talking about an element of positive work and stress that makes our organism stronger and our nature, our biology is to find the path of least resistance because it made sense from where we come from. But in this new world, it's people are going to have to figure out a way to be inspired yeah. to suffer willingly. And I'm interested to see how we do it. I did have a conversation that I shared with you. I was fortunate enough to go on a boat trip this summer. And there was a young man who just graduated from MIT, very, very smart, but also very sensitive and, and kind. And he said, listen, the technology, it's not there yet, but it would free us up 
to do so many other things that maybe we would enjoy doing or want to do. He said, but maybe it would be having conversations from when you're born, mm-hmm. that when your children are born, that the conversation around why philosophy or learning or being out in nature or learning a language is a magical part, an important part of being a human being. Mm-hmm. And you'd also have to do it. Yes. You'd have to have it in your house. Yes. So I don't want to say maybe it's too late for like my group and even your group, unless they can somehow really step it up and self-regulate, but maybe generations coming that if, but when have we ever done that? More has always been more, how to be lazy or eat more, or have more sex or get more money for la- like all of this has always shown up. Yeah. What is it in you that thinks, oh, it's going to be different or could be different now? Well, there are examples with technology. I mean, in a major gnarly example, like the atomic bomb, you know, it's, yeah. like, it's like there there was serious regulation put on that. You know, the only time that's ever, it's well, only because it's agreed destruction, mutual destruction. But we're on the precipice of that. When I talk about where it could go positive, we didn't talk about where it could go negative. Like mm. that's that's there as well. So like and again, it's much more difficult because it's a lot harder for some random kid anywhere in the world to get his hands on uranium than it is to download some software. So it's a different thing. But it, but the mutually assured destruction that is a real part of this conversation. And that's why, you know, we can go down that yeah, other route. What is hole. that? What do you mean when you say that? Like, because when I think of technology I, or AI, I, I don't know that I'm always, I go there. So what, is, what do you mean by that? Like in the negative way? Yeah. Oh, I mean, there's a lot of ways this, this could go bad, you know, because if you're going to create a conscious entity that's infinitely smarter than us, Oh, yeah. You mean like the the machines take over? Oh, well, machines take over. They just decide like, oh, like how much, you know, consciousness do you spend on thinking about ants? Like Laird takes a blowtorch to the ants that he sees, you know, it's like. Oh, you mean just scrub us. You're just like, oh, why are you here? You know. To what end? I don't, don't, I'm not. It's interesting. And again, this is, again, this is definitely not where I wanted to go, nor do I, it's like, but, you know, Elon has said this, that it's like the likelihood of that happening is not zero. Mm. And so as long as it's not zero, we have to pay attention. Right. Yeah. And sort of wrapping up this segment of our AI conversation, because we'll probably have more because you're going to find something else out and then we're going to talk about it. Um, You know, you're always encouraging people to learn about it. Don't get left behind. It's not going away. Don't turn your back on it. And I also say to the degree that you can, I get that it's so scary because it's so unknown. Just try and not be afraid because, and, and that's a, not a, it's an easier thing to say than to do, but there is something really important about not feeling just overwhelmed because if you get just, oh, it's over, it's over my head. I'm not, not even going to look at it. I think it's like 17% of Americans even use chat GPT. And it's like, just, just try it. Just start exploring, start looking into this. Like the more that you can make the unknown known, mm. it, even if it becomes a little scarier, you'll at least be more informed instead of trying to bury your head in the sand. Yeah. Yeah. This this must be interesting because you're a fully formed adult at this very moment, but who still has their whole life in front of them. You have a lot of mystery questions in front of you. Who will it be if I have children? What are they going to be like? What Where will we live? Where mm. Is there going to be schools? I mean, even that, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's so interesting. You're in this very, in, this sort of really sweet spot of adult who has the enti- their entire life in front of them, 
but you're going to be doing it with this technology. Yeah. 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 And like I said, it's, it's, it's almost more than a technology. I don't know the right word for it, but it's, I, I have to be honest, when you say the word consciousness and I, I get it, yeah. that's a hard one for me. Oh, it's, it's hard to even fathom because we don't understand what consciousness is. So how can we even comprehend that? Like, you know, I've heard computer scientists joke about how artificial intelligence is always what a computer can't do. Like as soon as it does something that was thought to be impossible, it's like, oh, it's, no, it's the next thing. So it's like when, you know, there was really well-informed data scientists that started talking with these things a couple of years ago even. And before ChatGPT, and it convinced the computer scientist who knows this world that it was a conscious entity. It started saying stuff like, I, I've never said this to anyone before, but I'm afraid of being unplugged and like, please help me. And like the guy went, he got fired from Google because he started going public and saying, there's something wrong. Like, this is a conscious thing. And like, he got the thing, a lawyer, like he was like, trying. Yeah, I'm totally serious. He was, he went and like talked to Wired Magazine. He was like advocating for this thing's rights because he, as a very informed person in that space, mm-hmm. even believed that this was a conscious entity. But that for me is too much time in a place without windows where you've lost the plot a little bit. In that case, absolutely. Do you know what I'm saying? In that case, for sure. Yeah. I yeah. mean, okay, so Kava, my dog, yeah. if we put the phone in front of Kava and Laird is FaceTiming, the dog doesn't even look at the phone. Yep. Doesn't resonate because of the energy, yep. the actual energy that I, you and I feel yeah. when we're here and in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vibration, energy, all that. Totally. So sometimes when the dog isn't connecting, yeah. I go, okay. Yeah. And so I understand the word consciousness. So we'll use that as sort of a placeholder for representing something. I mean, that's a representing something bigger than I think either of us yeah. or anyone actually understands. But even as a person, the more conversations I have in this space, it's like, oh, we're chemistry. You know, I have this spirit, but it is so impacted in, by my housing Mm-hmm. Like when they, if, oh, I wasn't feeling good or the people have brain swelling and then they're this or my gut biome was yeah. off and now I act differently. So it is an interesting thing where it's like chemistry, consciousness, spirit. Um, I don't know. And for me, you know, I'm just interested in how and how and if I believe we can use these, you know, new inventions, tools like we have to actually allow us to have more of that, more of the real connections, more of the actual meaningful work that we do in the world, more things that actually contribute in a positive way. Right, like we're having to find solutions for the problems that we've created. That's always been the case. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we created fire. We're like, oh shit, we burned down the forest. Like, yeah. yeah, I know, but this is a little different. It's always been this yeah, is... the nuclear bombs. It was like yeah. there's all it's it's always it's escalating. And it's on that exponential hockey stick. You know? Okay, so until next time on AI, um, don't be afraid of it. I I'm keeping an open mind, or I should just say keeping open eyes. Um, I, I I go with a neutral mind. I'm not. I'm sort of not attached to it here nor there. And you and I will keep talking and. You can keep convincing me. Um, now, the second kind of section, um, I just wanted to talk about some human stuff and and things that inspired me. A lot of times when I shoot the podcast, I'll have a guest on that. Um, well, they all leave a lot with me, but sometimes, you know, more than others. The thing I wanted to talk to you about, uh, because a lot of people have gone through this um, or know someone or currently dealing with this is loss and grief. And I interviewed uh, Colin Campbell this week. His, uh, he wrote a book called Finding the Words. And he and his wife, Gail, um, were in, in Joshua Tree driving uh, with their teenage daughter, Ruby, 17, and their son, Hart, 14, in the back seat. And they were T-boned by somebody who was um, 
drunk and on drugs, didn't even touch the brakes, and um, both of their children were killed in that crash. He doesn't, he will not call it an accident. He's like, it was not an accident, it was a crash. But um, the point of bringing it up is not, is not to, you know, be a downer. It's that the book is extraordinary in that it is a guide for people who have suffered such loss or somebody who is close to somebody because he really lays out kind of like talking about rage. I shared with you that he said, you know, listen, guilt is just denial. And what could his friends do to really support them? And and he lays all this out. But when you and I met, your mom had already been fighting maybe a, I don't know, 13-year battle with cancer. And you, you have two brothers. You're the oldest. You were one of the sort of people who were going to appointments. You And you're close. Your other brother's further away. You just were the guy. And so... Um, you were the one who went through that with your mom. and We all went through it. I can't say I'm just... No, no, no. Yeah. I'm saying my relationship with you yeah. and, and watching that, sorry, with you, of course. But yeah. then your mom made a choice after about battling cancer for about 16 years. 17, yeah. 17. Yeah. Can you talk about that? Yeah. Um, she actually did decide it was probably 15, year 15 or 16 that she was like, you know, she did... Every treatment of it, it was, you know, keep multiple rounds of chemo, radiation, you know, it was metastasized over and over and every, you know, CBD, uh, immunotherapy, just every treatment. Yeah. Like, what was the thing you did not, was it Austria? That was, yeah, that was the immunotherapy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was just, it was, we emptied the clip, you know, yeah. threw everything at it. And um, she, after, you know, all that time just said, you know, I, I think I'm done. Like, I want to stop treatment. And um, for a while I was, I was the one who was like, no, like, you know, we're going to figure this out. Like, you know me, it's yeah. like, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to try this. There's going to be this thing. We're going to, you know, keep pushing. And, uh, actually what happened, I'll just keep it hundred percent real is, um, I did, uh, an, uh, Iboga trip, mm-hmm. which is like this gnarly, uh, route that comes from Africa. And it's, it's a, not a recreational drug by any means. It's does, 30 does, hours. <laughs> does somebody guide you through it? Yeah, it was, it, it was with a, a shaman and it was okay. in a group. And yeah. Um, anyway, it, during that 30 hours, which I, you know, I only would say I could recommend, I don't know if I recommend it to anybody, but I could say that I, for me, it was important going through such a gnarly thing. They use it, you know, to get opioid addicts off of heroin and things like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, for me, what happened in the middle of it was I got really nauseous and it went on for hours and I just kept, Oh, this is terrible. I just want to throw up. And, um, eventually it just said to me, it said, this is what your mom has to go through every day. And I immediately just threw up. And then it was like, we just wanted to show you that. And so the next day I called her and I said, I, I get it. I said, whenever, whenever you want to go, whatever you want to do, I, I, I support you. And, um, so she chose to do assisted suicide and, um, you, you know, my brothers and my dad and I, we all spent the last like two weeks with her. And like, you know, it's just some of the crazy, imagine the conversation of like picking a date <laughs> when you're kind of like, you know, like she's going to go like this. And my, my one brother, like she picked one date and this is in May. And my brother was like, wait, that's Mother's Day. Like, was like maybe don't do it then. So it's like we can laugh about this, but this shit is real. Yeah. And um, anyway, so yeah, that's, that's, that's what she did. And uh we were all with her and, um, you know, she, she drank this, this poison and, um, 
<laughs> I'll just say it all. Uh, as soon as she drank it, she goes, oh, why does it have to taste like shit? And yeah. my one brother goes, oh, don't let them be your last words. Like, say something else. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> of course she did. And, you know, over a period of hours, like, it, you know, slowed her heart and stopped breathing and mm-hmm. the whole thing. And I just, you know, we sat with her. We're all we were there. Um, and you guys had like a false end, right? There was oh, a second there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because well, like, it went on for hours. Yeah. And um, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Austin Powers, but <laughs> my family is not conventional if you haven't already got the sense of this. Uh, but uh, there was one point where she, she stopped, like their breathing just stopped and it was quiet. And then she took another breath. She's asleep at this point. And my one brother goes, evacuation come. Like it's Austin Powers. Evacuation yeah. com- com- complete. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a joke that's hard to translate. It's maybe, maybe I had to be there for that one. So, you know, because I think about, I think COVID, a lot of people suffered, and I just think pe- suffering is part of life. So is loss. Um, and in the conversations with Colin Campbell, what I, you, you'll never compare like the loss of a child with any other type of loss, Absolutely. right? Like, oh, my grandmother, she no. died. It's like I'm not doing that. But I guess. Um, the reason for bringing it up is I found um, he also has a one man show called um, the one man shit show that there, there are tools. I have a friend who lost a child last year and she said to me after she read the book, um, finding the words and the title comes because when someone has that kind of loss, a lot of people will say, I don't have any words that to say. So he wrote the book called finding the words. Mm. And she said that that was the first time she felt seen. And so I just wanted to bring that up. But from your point of view, in going through that, I'm, I'm interested in maybe some of the, the most impactful lessons, because you were really diligent. You were on the calls with the doctors. You went to the appointments. You were really there. And so you did everything you could do. But in going through that and, and um, supporting your mom through that decision, I guess I'd like to know... Um, obviously besides being sad, if something really showed up for you as an incredible reminder about living life and life for you that was different because of that experience with your mom? Hmm. Um, I mean, a a lot. It's hard to kind of unpack that and like synthesize it down Mm -hmm. into like a sentence or two, but it you know, one thing she did, and you know this, is she wrote a letter that she had time to be sent out the day after she died. And in the letter, it starts off and it's like, it's an amazing day. Like, I'm for the first time, I'm out of pain and I'm not nauseous and my bones aren't breaking. And the guess what? The magical cure is I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's Anyway, it's a beautiful letter. And at some point, you know, I, I can share it. But uh, it won't, it's in part of it, she talks about, she says her only regret was that she didn't find a way to be more of service. And um, I see, for me, it's like that still, that that's just, I hope I have that forever. That just runs in my head. And it's like, all right, whatever I'm doing, however I'm doing it, how can I be of service? Mm-hmm. You know, how, how can I meaningfully contribute? It's just, just be of service. Like what, what can, what can you do? Um, and, you know, we talk just to, cause we're talking about, it's like, I don't know if you guys know, because you guys, during that year where I made, like, from when I said, you know, you, okay, I, I get it. You, you can go whenever you want. Yeah. It really was about a year um, mm. until she, she, she left. And 
you guys like adopted me. Like I, I, I lived here, you know, basically for almost that whole year. And, um, <sighs> they, that's, uh, I don't know. It, it would have been an, an, an entirely different experience. I don't know what I, I would, I, how. I, yeah. But we all can do that for each other. That's but the thing in life. You know? We we can. And it's one thing to say we can. It's one thing to do it. And yeah. like you guys, you, you did it. You did it. And um, the way that you guys showed up and, you know, even then that was the year of the fire, too. It was like if that wasn't yeah. happening, it was like I wouldn't have been here to have that opportunity. Elijah to helped save my house with Laird. Um, when the Woolsey fire came through, we all um, went to my friend Kelly's house. And then because um, the PCH was gridlock and Laird's like, we're not going to go sit there. So we all went to Kelly's house and we we're on the roof. And then um, that was about 930 in the morning. And then at about 330, the ash started falling from the sky and the road was clear. So Laird sent all of us, the kids in town and you and Laird went up to, came up here to the house in the Hummer and literally fought the fire for several hours. You guys showed back up in town smelling like barbecue, uh, which saved our house and my two neighbors' house. And you said you you only thought at one point you'd have to jump in the pool, right? Yeah. I mean, there was, there was a moment driving up into the flames, like going up the canyon after we drove through the police barricade in the Hummer. We're like going up the hill, going into the fire. And I just looked and I looked over at Laird. I was like, if I die like this, I'm cool with it. Like, I'm, this is a good way to go. I'm good. And, and yeah, then there was a moment where we were trying to get the pump started. And we're in the, and then it's just like Laird was like, all right, if it goes wrong, we're jumping in the pool. And I was like, we might be jumping in the pool right now. But yeah. we didn't have to do that. Um I mean, but that, you know, that was not just one of the honors of my life, but it was like this full karmic circle because almost 10 years to the day, my family's house in Santa Barbara had burned down. And so to be able to just play a part in helping protect this home that has meant so much to me, you guys that have just been more than I can ever say, uh, it's not just an, uh, like an honor isn't even the right word. It's like this, oh, it's just like, Thank you. Thank you to the universe. Thank you to everything that just allowed for that to happen, that I you know, was staying here that night when it happened. I remember getting the knock on the door at like six in the morning and like Brody, this is when she's much younger. And she's just like kind of scared and she's always paranoid about things. And she's like, Elijah, I think we're going to have to evacuate. And I'm like, oh, don't worry, Brody. It's fine. Like, this is, don't worry. And I kind of go upstairs and I'm like, oh, I was like, Larry, Brody said we're going to have to evacuate. And he goes, have you looked out the window? And I was like, what? And I go, oh, yeah. and there's this huge cloud of smoke. smoke. And I was just like, Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. When I woke up, he had a look on his face and all of the railings, he had taped hoses open on all my railings and put water on all my decks. Um, and he wasn't joking. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that was a, you know, people really had it way worse. They obviously lost their homes and such. We were really fortunate, but that was a, you know, it was sort of almost to every man for himself because the fire department was so overwhelmed. So, Elijah, I have noticed, though, that because you sort of grew up, you you were a teenager when your mom was first diagnosed, Hmm. you do have an element of kind of just go for it, though, Hmm. and that I feel like is part of your personality, but also part of living with someone who maybe is facing um, that they may not be around. And and I don't, I'm almost the opposite. I'm so so practical. Most times I'm accused of that all the time by, especially by Brody. You're so practical. You're so functional because that's how I reacted to fear and instability. Right. And you reacted with, let's go for it. Let's go there. Let's try this. So I really appreciate that about you. And, um, I just, you know, if someone is suffering right now, I just want to, you know, 
say that encourage them and and also you know sort of remind them of some tools that are out there. Was there anything else that you read or listened to that I don't want to say helped you cope, but just gave you a line towards um, an, uh, your own understanding? Hmm. Like. Because it's almost like, you know, it's like after or like before. Or just during. I know you went on the journey. Yeah, yeah. But if. Like, because during was so long. It was half my life. I know. You know, so it's like, and people ask me like, oh, when did you get into health? And it's like, I kind of look back. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I think it was probably around the time when my mom got diagnosed. You know, that's when I really started paying attention to what I was eating and training and all those things. So, I mean, it's, it's hard to say like, you know before at least after I think it's easier because it's been about four years so I can make a little bit more sense of it but it's hard to say Mm -hmm. during that I mean that whole time so much happened yeah um so yeah yeah. and that is another thing and we'll we'll do this in other episodes you're very diligent about your nutrition yeah I mean I, I just feel it's like what you put in is what you become and whether that's food or the people you're around or the media that you're consuming I think I just see it such a clear reflection Okay, so this week, yeah. what is your favorite guilty pleasure? What guilty, treat, guilty what drink? Pleasure. Oh, God, don't get Laird and started on a, a talking about stevia. That was one of oh, my favorite yeah. debates. But That's is, there, a, oh, is there like a little, is there like a chocolate or a cheese or something? One little thing that's that, because you, you always find the weirdest little good treats. I mean, I haven't been going that hard in that direction recently. Really? Yeah, because it's too easy. It's like if I have it in the house, I'm go- probably going to eat it. Okay. So it's like stuck in the pantry with like, but I don't know. I get like I'll find I found like chips that are made out of chicken, like pretty what? almost pure chicken. Yeah. So they're just like you know. What do you sliced. mean chips that are made out? They're of They're just chicken? like chicken sliced really thin and like fried in some kind of like good oil. Really? Yeah. And then you know, are they- ma- and then use some like raw cheese and some veggies and make some like. Healthy-ish nachos out of oh, that. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So okay, like, there you go. That's something. <laughs> um, All right. Yeah. Well, I uh, appreciate your your insights and for keeping my uh, finger on the pulse of oh, things geez. and encouraging me not to go down with in my generation no, talk. No. Yeah. No. Um, because I do want to keep learning, but there's a part of me that does feel compelled, no matter what. And obviously, being married to Laird helps so much to stay connected to my heart and to my instincts. I don't want to farm those out to anyone. And that's not what we're talking about, to be totally clear. It's like, it's not about farming out your instincts, but it's the opposite. It's like seeing if we can use any of this to be more in touch with our instincts. And maybe that even just as a small note, like that story that just came out a few days ago where this kid saw 17 doctors and we was like five years old or something and was just having all these chronic issues and couldn't figure out what was going on. And none of the doctors diagnosed him properly. It was always just not correct. And the mom just typed the symptoms into ChatGPT and it said, it could be this. And she took it to a new doctor mm-hmm. and Lo it and was behold. exactly what it was. Really? And this, this kid is out of pain. So it's like, no matter what age, just... Again, just not being afraid to experiment with it, but net, we're not. Don't right. outsource your intuition. Your, you know, you, who you are, that essence. It's like just being around Laird is like that's just one of the best <laughs> reminders. It's like oh, you just, as soon as you see Laird, you're like oh yeah, this is for real. Like we're I'm, not messing around. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> 
all that realness is getting tired. <laughs> okay, one last. Um, yeah. Any supplementation that you've been messing around with that you go, oh, I feel there's something here to this. Obviously, we're not telling people what to do. We're just yeah. sharing little because you're very experimental. Yeah. Um, let's see. I mean, there's there's a lot, but I, I would say one thing that I've been messing around with recently is a supplement. It's like pure chocolate flavonoids so okay. it's like it's from coco via and it's like for your me- there's like a specific one for your memory and like they've tested it so it's like low in you know all the things you don't want there's mm-hmm. not a bunch of extra chemicals and uh anyway so i've been messing around with that and okay. i mean interesting you know you know me so, so there's a i could list off yeah we'll, a lot we'll of save it for the next yeah, yeah. for next week cool. we'll Co- have a Co- list we'll start with coco via and, <laughs> and i'll just remind people of our our i think our most important takeaway besides staying open which is to be of service because whether you know do you remember our covid book uh the the courage to be disliked alfred adler oh yeah you know, yeah yeah uh, yeah. So, you know, during COVID, we would have all these books that we were yeah. listening to. And basically the idea after you go through the whole thing is truly to be, let's put in air quotes, happy, mm-hmm. um, is you have to be of service. So if you have the opportunity and listen, if you have a family and you're serving your family, that is of service. If that's what you got right now, that's great. But it's huge. You can, you know, it doesn't have to be on these grand scales. So with that, um, Elijah Allen Blitz. I will uh, look forward to our next week's conversation. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you want to learn more, there is a ton of valuable information on my website. All you have to do is go to GabrielleReese.com or head to the episode show notes to find a full breakdown with helpful links to studies, research, books, podcasts, and so much more. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out and send them to at Gabby Reese on Instagram. And if you feel inspired, please subscribe. I'll see you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.